I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth, and in this video, I'm gonna be talking to you about I can't do this anymore. You know, sometimes in life, we get into a funk with our partner, with our work, with our career, with our family, and it just gets so overwhelming that we don't take care of ourselves. We don't prioritize our connections, our mental health, and we just get stuck in such a rut that it gets hard to break free. A lot of times, it takes a breakup to wake us up and to make us realize that we're spending our time focused on things that aren't really as important as we think they are. So today, I've got a good email coaching from a guy in his mid-50s who is divorced and has a small business, and his ex-girlfriend, we'll call her Hannah, is in her mid-40s, and she has a pretty high-profile job. Let's just leave it at that. And you're gonna kinda see how they both, I think, got overwhelmed by other things and it really caused the disconnection over a long period of time to get to a point where somebody just says, I can't do this anymore. So he goes on to say that she has been married three times. A physically abusive first husband who they had a, she had a child with at 18. A second marriage fizzled after a few years. And a third marriage lasted 10 years, but caught him cheating on her emotionally with a coworker. She countered it with an affair with a guy before the marriage ended. All right, so see, she's got quite a bit of issues going on here, right? Think about it. She got married and had a kid at 18 years old. So that tells me that she probably didn't get a lot of love growing up, and so she was looking for it early on, jumped right into her marriage, uh, and the guy wound up being physically abusive. The second marriage didn't last but a couple of years, so what's going on with her that she can't make this marriage last either? And then a third marriage that lasted 10 years, but sounded like, for whatever reason, uh, he started having an emotional affair, and he said it was just texting. But what does she do? She countered texting with an affair, which, I mean, why not just end it? So she's got some unhealthy patterns here, and obviously not all of those things are her fault by any means, but you know, it's enough that you take a look at it and say, well, look at her history, okay? She followed up with another short romance with a coworker that required her to get a restraining order. Okay, so uh, she definitely has some issues with the guy she's choosing as well because the first uh, husband was abusive as well. So he goes on to say, Hannah and I have been good friends 
for 15 years. We were both in a club together and she taught at a local fitness center. By then, both of our divorces had finalized and I asked her out. We had a great relationship for our first two years. We have many likes in common. We bought a house together, joint banking account. I took a second job in the evenings to help pay my health insurance and offset some of my hefty bills that I had coming in. I started working 14 hour days, five to six days a week for three years, taking a toll emotionally and sexually on our relationship. Well, this is a lot. Think about it. He's working 14 hour days, five to six days a week. So that would leave him exhausted. Now this has been going, he did it for three years. He's physically exhausted, right? But not only that, look at her side. She's probably feeling very lonely on those days that he's working 14 hours and only gets to see him one day a week when he's probably exhausted. So it's not healthy for either of them, right? And it was going on for three years. Imagine how that disconnect kept getting less and less of a connection with him. They're not being intimate or not as often. It's gonna wear down that connection. Hannah's stress at work with COVID issues caused her to develop lupus. I don't know a lot about lupus. I know my great grandmother had lupus and it was pretty painful. She would later tell me that she felt abandoned and neglected with me working all the time. Well, that seems completely reasonable, right? And also feel, feared I would abandon her if her illness got too severe. Well, that's reasonable too, I think. If somebody has an illness, of course, they're going to worry if you can really stick, through, stick with them through those difficult times. One night, she came out of the bathroom into our bedroom and said, I can't do this anymore. She wanted to break up. She felt we had been roommates for the last few years and she mentioned it to me three different times. This is gonna hit you hard because you're thinking, I can't believe she's actually leaving me. But she had told him three different times and you know, I mean, two or three years of hardly seeing your partner like this is really gonna wear it down to there's just not feeling like much of a connection there anymore. And she's in pain and ah, lonely. I'm wondering if she started talking to somebody else, feeling more connected to them. He said, of course, I don't recall this at all. I was blindsided by the breakup. She said she loved me, but wasn't in love with me. She also said when she's in, she's all in. And when she's out, she's all out. Okay, um, well, I could see why she would have gotten to this point. Who wouldn't? I mean, any two people. Now, I understand you were working to help cover your expenses and whatnot, and that gets frustrating, but yeah, it's going to really hurt a connection. I believe she was texting my replacement towards the NC. I had a feeling she was talking to somebody new. She swears she wasn't. Yeah, well, 
A lot of people aren't going to be very honest and forthcoming in a breakup. Maybe it's partly because they're ashamed. Maybe it's partly because they're hurting and they don't want to hurt you. It could be different reasons. Maybe they're scared. But they, or maybe they don't want to be outed publicly. There's different reasons. You know, it's tough to act with integrity for many, many people. After the breakup, she reached out to me once a week with a text or an, a funny Instagram post. She started dating after two months and I went into no contact with longest period being five weeks. Okay, well, I think she had just gotten so worn down from it for so long of being disconnected. She was like eager to see and talk to new people. If she wasn't already, you think she was, your gut was probably right, maybe not, but about a month and a half ago, she calls me to discuss whether she should take a job promotion uh, in a city that's five hours away. A very lucrative raise. She has since decided to take it. And why wouldn't she? Who wouldn't take a very lucrative raise? Um, your relationship's ended in her mind. She's thinking this is over. I'm moving forward. I'm moving on. And now I could get a big promotion or job. I dove in deep to learn why all this happened. In one of her reach outs, I convinced her to take an online attachment style test. You know, I can see why, um, but does it, in, in this situation, because the disconnect had been so long, you're working 14, 15 hour days, five, six days a week, she's hardly seeing you. Is it really so much about attachment style as opposed to the situation? You know what I mean? Like even a secure person is going to be like, I can't deal with this. I mean, I don't think it's so much about the attachment style. Uh, and by the way, most of those attachment style tests, I think are pretty bad. I've seen quite a few of them. None of them impressed me. If I ever come across one I really like, I'll let you guys know. She is generally fearful avoidant and romantic preoccupied. I am general preoccupied and romantic fearful avoidant. You know what? You can get all the technicalities here, but when you have a relationship that's been disconnected for so long, I don't think the attachment styles is the major issue here. I never reached out to her. I always let her contact me. Good. She will usually lead the text conversation into a discussion about the breakup. So she's still thinking about it and processing it too. Since teaching her about attachment styles and understanding them, she has apologized to me. All right, that's a good sign. She dropped off some of my mail at my work and I asked her to come over and see my new house and have dinner. Okay. Her schedule did not work out, but insisted she wants to see it. Well, if she really wants to see it, she'll find time. She has yet to follow up. The ball is in her court. She continues to reach out to me every one or two weeks. I feel she wants my connection, but won't come any closer. Well, you could imagine why it's been disconnected from you for so long, but she's scared to let it go. And she's also probably thinking about taking uh, what it's like to take this job five hours away. A lot going on here. 
and I feel time is of the essence with her impending move. I could totally understand why you'd be scared of that. I mean, who wouldn't be? Um, but at the same time, why wouldn't she take it? How do you recommend I proceed? Because she felt neglected in the relationship is no contact the best way to go. Well, I mean, you can't talk her into doing anything she doesn't want to do. In her mind, she's probably a bit conflicted, but with that other job opportunity in the other city, who wouldn't take that? So you're in a tough situation here. Um, but as far as the no contact goes, I would not reach out to her. I would say, look, if you'd like to get together, I would love to see you. But, you know, she's feeling that space from you. And then she tries to rope you back in to make sure you're still there. But unless she's really willing to see you, I don't think you're going to be able to turn this around. You got to be able to see her in person and have some fun with her and then say, look, you know, I understand that you're feeling disconnected and I, and own up to your mistakes, but you know, you tell me what you want to do here. You know, I don't know. Would you consider moving to her city? Um, you have a business. I don't know what that's like. Obviously you'd have to consider all of those things. Um, yeah, it's a tough situation when somebody's got a lucrative offer to go to another city and she's going to take it. So would you want to do long distance and see if you could uh, spend time together trying to rekindle that connection again and see if uh, maybe you'd move closer or you guys could meet somewhere in the middle? I, you know, it's tough logistically. You'd have to know the logistics of what you can do to turn this around. Would you be willing to go to that city? I mean, is that promotion significant enough where you wouldn't have to work those long hours? Could you get another job in that city where you could be working less and then focus on reconnecting with her again? Again, you got to consider all the logistics, but you also want to take it slow. I would not rush this woman or the situation. Let her keep reaching out to you. When she does, say, look, you know, I'd love to hear from you but I really would like to get together and see you and have some fun. I think she's going to be skeptical about it. But if you're really going to turn this around, you got to do it in person. And so if she's willing to start seeing you in person again, that's when I think you have a real shot at turning this around. But obviously it's not an easy situation and there's a lot to it. Her being hurt and sad and and physical pain and excited about a new career, you know, you'd have to get her excited about you again and a connection with you again. And I don't think you're going to do that through text messages. So let her reach out and just gently remind her, Hey, I'd like to see you. So let me know when you are free to get together and then try and spark it up in person and kind of allow her to work out the logistics too. I think in your mind you have to know them, but I think if she's kind of working it out and saying, well, you know, I suppose we could do long distance for a bit and then you could move here. If she starts to bring up ideas like that, then I think it's a good sign that she's willing to move forward with you. In the meantime, I think it'd be healthy for you to find something that's more conducive to a healthy career and lifestyle, working, that many hours, five to six days a week. 
uh, is not good for you and not going to put you in a position where you're feeling good about life and about yourself. So I'd make some changes there too. Uh, hopefully this video has been helpful to you to navigate and understand the situation like this a bit better. And of course, we're here for coaching. If you want to get my help personally, go to my website, askcraig.net. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Of course, Margaret is available for Skype coaching and Coach Victoria will be doing coaching in the near future. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth and I will talk with you soon. To get my help personally, go to askcraig.net and click on Schedule Coaching and choose the option that works best for you. I do email coaching or Skype. To schedule a coaching with Margaret, click on Margaret on the top of the page and order a Skype with her. For the Knowledge Creative Healing course, click on the link at the top of the page and click Get Started Now.